Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a fan-critical podcast covering our favourite show, Game of Thrones. Yay! That's right, we've finally moved officially into the Game of Thrones space. And now, just to say, if you haven't heard of us before, we cover a load of shows and films here at Fan Critical, from The Walking Dead to Westworld to Castle Rock on Hulu, as well as a load of films and Netflix content. So it's a busy, busy time for us here. But Game of Thrones is our passion. It's the reason a few of us in this podcast are actually friends. And it means the world to us, really. We have all read the books multiple times, steeped ourselves in the lore of Westeros and Essos, or Planetos, whatever you want to call it. That's not really its official name, but that's what goes around the Reddit. And we love talking crazy theories and how the show differs from the source material. We did cover season seven. And as you'll see in this podcast feed, we have published those episodes there, so you can go check those out. But that was when we were in our infancy. Um, So don't judge us. The sound quality is not great. It's quite funny. It's a bit all over the place, but there's some good thoughts in there. Since then, we've become a lot more refined. uh, And we want this podcast to cover not only Game of Thrones, but also the books, which are arguably a bigger passion of ours. And of course, the new Game of Thrones show set 8,000 years before the events that we are following now in Game of Thrones. There are usually five of us, but today there's just three. I've got Emma and Lucy. Say hi, guys. Hello. Yes, our two lovely ladies are steeped in the law of Westeros. Uh, they both owe to different houses. We've got one which is a bit of a fray. Actually, yes, that's, that's, that's me. Fucking harsh, man. Can't who, say who any of you. Who you say was a fray? Me. I was Not gonna, me. I would gut I'll, you like a fish. Yeah, very fair. Uh, I was going to say Emma's a fray, but let's hey, be fine. honest, that's harsh. I mean, I think you think you could both be Starks for today. That's fine. We'll We'll leave it at that. John... Is uh, he's a bit of a what do you say? He's a mandalay. He's a mandalay, I think. I think he's I think a tarly. He's lo- he could be a tarly. So John's not here. He's a bit of a tarly. Yeah, very fair. Uh, Gareth likes to think he's a Baratheon, but you know, he's definitely he's a not. Tully, no, bit yeah. of a tarly, bit of a midland sort of nothing character. Um, <laughs> they'll be back. Uh, for our season seven recap, which will be out in a week or so, but I thought it'd be a good idea to get us all together to launch this podcast to discuss our love for the show and why we got podcasting in the first place was because of Game of Thrones and our discussions, our WhatsApp groups and everything. We love talking about the theories. So, uh, girls, it's back in just over a month and it is the end. It is the end of Game of Thrones. Not for us because we read the books and we're going to have the book endings and all that to look forward to if we ever get them, George. Uh, Are you excited to be back and talking about this show? Um, Yes, but I am also devastated that it's going to be over. It is I devastating, isn't it? I feel like I can't deal with the fact... We've waited so long. I mean, our first podcast, as you say, back in 2017, was um, A Song of Ice and Fire. So, reviewing, I think, the last half of last season. Yeah. Um, the thought of this actually starting and watching it and it being over shortly after devastates me mm. so as much as i'm looking forward to watching it i also don't want it to start because i don't want it to end so mixed feelings from me it's six weeks essentially of when it starts you got six weeks and then it will be done i cannot i can't deal with it, it i'll be honest you will know the ending of a song of ice and fire <sighs> even if the books take a different route you will know the ending emma I've got I've got really mixed feelings about this. I'm so excited for this to be back on TV and for us to be talking about it again. You know, like you said, it, it's why all of us were mates and we started this podcast. Mm. Really, um, never have been friends with you otherwise. Very good point. Well, 
Actually, probably true. Um, but, you know, Fair. talking about it with you guys is one of my favourite things, it, it, you know, because we've all got the book knowledge and loads of kind of background information and source material, mm. etc. Um, but the other half of me is fucking furious because I don't I don't know if I want to know how it ends with the show. I want to know how it ends with the book, George. Yeah, George. I mean, it's, but, a, you know, it's going to be amazing. We had that discussion last season where... You know, we're way past the books now. And, and even when we were talking about it back in 2017 or or whenever it was when we recorded our first couple of podcasts, we were hopeful that Winds of Winter was, was close. It's still I, not here. You know, we've made the joke several times on the podcast in our Hopes and Fears episodes that one of our <laughs> biggest fears is that we're still not going to see the Winds of Winter. And here we are in 2019 and there's still no end in sight for that yeah. book. It's been a long time. So I think we need to get over it. I think a lot of the viewership has got over it. And to be fair, the Shonleys or, you know, the, you know, the Unsullied are, are absolutely loving yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And... You know, I Did am you loving shownlies? it. The is that show onlys. Yeah. I love that. Shownlies. But it's true. Yeah. Like I live with a shownly, and Ooh. he is so excited to watch it. And yeah. But then I came home the other night, and he was watching a YouTube video of all the different swords in Game of Thrones, and he was asking me like, "Who's Gawain Blackfire? And who's Ooh. all this? Who's that?" I was like, "I don't, can't remember." I was like, "We've got the book." Um, Look at the up. world of ice and fire, which of course, you, you classic. All, if you haven't got it, fans Lovely get book. it. I was like, you can look it up there, but I got a lot of questions. So yeah, even the Shonies are trying to get into the book hype and find out a bit more because they know that it's over soon. Yeah, and they you, want some quick fix. I think it would be actually quite a nice thing to finish the show not having read the books and then go back and read all the books. Mm, I think that would yeah. actually be an amazing thing for a lot of people to do. And I'm sure the book sales are going to go through the roof uh, when this season is done. I'd be surprised if they haven't already, actually, with people trying to catch up in the massive break that we've had. Um, but I mean, I get it. And, and I'm really excited to see how it ends. I know I don't sound it. I'm really excited to see yeah, how it ends. Yeah, good. Um, uh, there's just that little, little part of me that's still bit sad it's annoying and it's not something we probably thought would happen no and i think that's why it's it's weird but i mean i can't wait to see what the end of a song of ice and fire and is. also mm. the, the show is so good i mean not quite it's not going to match the level of the books but it's such no. a great iteration of the books that we can't be angry with it really and we're, at least we're getting it we're getting like a conclusion i think that's the thing i think we can't be angry with it and i think You've got to look at the show as a whole. I, I, I don't think, you know, t I mean, technically it's done things that no television show has done before. I mean, mm. if you look at mm. episodes back in season six, like the Battle of the Bastards, Amazing. even episodes like Hard Home back in season five, episode eight, which is an incredible climax to that episode. It yeah. does things that television has never done before. Yeah. Battles in which the scale of which has not been seen on the silver screen. And it's groundbreaking. It is groundbreaking. And, and we will look back at it with fond memories. There's just a lot of criticism towards uh, George at the moment, to be honest with you, for the fact that he hasn't been able to complete the books. What are his editors thinking? Surely what they're like, they you thinking, need to man? publish. You're not going to get any money if you don't publish. I'm sure he has a lot of money. He's got a lot of money, He's mate. making loads of money. Like, He's making loads of money. Are they not, like, just fucking... I know you've got to probably handle him with kid gloves, but... Just do it. He's actually getting on my nerves because he's releasing other books. Well, yeah, see, that's he doesn't know what's going to happen, I think. Well, that's not true. We know that George had a meeting with Dan Benioff and David Weiss and, they, and uh, Brian Cogman, and they had a discussion about the main touchstones of the story without the little intricate details of individual character beats necessarily and the little intricacies that are going to happen. George has always said he is a 
gardener, not an architect, which is uh, two forms of writing. Um, the architect has it all planned out mm. from the start when they start the concept. The gardener knows the end goal, but he plants a seed and sometimes offshoots grow into different directions. And he prunes. And he prunes and he tidies them and brings the tree back around. A bit like a bonsai tree kind of thing. Nice. Lovely little analogy. Yeah. And that is the way that he writes, which, which does lead to excellent excellent stories and the abilities for characters that are you know quite mediocre to grow into something fantastic but it also does lead to instances of the Miranese knot which massively hampered the dance of dragons mm. and took him in excess of, I think it was seven years or something since the release of the previous one mm. to get that out well look let's just hope it's bloody worth it let's just hope it's bloody worth it it will be at least we know how it's going to end well we will do in about two months time two and a half months well I can't. Mind. I can't, just can't deal with it. I can't. Mind blown. Uh. But what we will say is in this podcast, we're going to run through the most recent trailer, which literally only came out a few days ago, which is the official proper trailer for the season, season eight. We're also going to talk about the, the amount of episodes in the season, the duration of those episodes, what we think that means. And then in our following podcast, we're going to do a season seven recap. And then the following one after that, a theories, crazy, crazy theories podcast. Woo! Kill the boy. John Snow, winter is almost upon us. Kill the boy and let the man be born. But I thought it would be good to firstly run down the structure of the season. So, um, Emma, Lucy, did you know, obviously, as you do, because we are super fan people, uh, that it's going to be six episodes. So six episodes, four of which are 80-minute episodes. See, I thought they were all... Ooh, yeah. yeah. And that was very disappointing when it was uh, announced a few weeks ago. six films. So the other two are 60 minutes, right? Or 50 so, minutes? Yep. So there is there are six episodes and the rumoured, and this is slightly spoilery, so just giving you guys a warning now, we're going to be talking about potential potential structure of the season. So just to say that it is heavily rumoured that episode one and two are set-up scenes, set-up episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the end of episode two, uh, the White Walkers will arrive at Winterfell. Uh, arrive at Winterfell. <laughs> I did Jonathan Ross, didn't I? Oh, uh, <laughs> White Walker, arrive at Winterfell. Uh, very good. Uh, that they will arrive at Winterfell. Um, and you have the Battle of Winterfell. Uh. Episode four will be the retreat to King's Landing. Episode five will be the Battle of King's Landing. And episode six will be the epilogue. I can't deal I think with what you're saying. My brain's just imploded. I just can't. So, slight spoilers there. That is nothing confirmed, but that is a fan depiction of what is going to happen of the season the reason that is is because of the directors that are attached to certain episodes the directors attached to say episode one is david nutter uh, and he has been known to sort of helm the season finales or sort of the more delicate moments like the red Mm. wedding for example um whereas the the directors associated with battle sequences have been associated with episode three and five which leads us on to believe that they are going to be the big battles of the season. When you hear that sort of structure of the season, would that would that make you both happy? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me, like, crazy. I just think, oh, my God, the thought of there be. I know there's going to be a battle for Winterfell. Oh, yeah, boy. Because the, the trailer. trailer obviously alludes to yeah. that massively, but just the actual concept of it. And I'm thinking of, like, the storming of the war at Castle Black... Um, with the wildlings, but times one million. Oh yeah. With being sort of the undead, the White Walkers, and then it going. To, oh, just, whenever people have to unite, 
like against their differences like Lord of the Rings even like X-Men whatever I don't care when they do it I can't deal with it and the thought of this happening and you've seen in the trailer with Cersei like nursing a glass of wine looking tearful I just I can't deal with it I mean, you need to get grip of your emotions. I'm, I'm fairly emotional Couple about this. I'm really down. excited for all of these battles. You're kind of like the Cersei of the group, really, Lucy. I have um, to get to have sex with Jamie Lannister. Mm, I will take that. Your brother, so that'd be interesting. Yeah. But Jamie secondly, uh, you do like your your Arbor Gold. You like a drop. Yeah. So does Emma. To be fair, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a murderous bitch though. Wow. Well, well, I'm mm. just hot, and I love Jamie Lannister. So well, that is wow. true. Wow. Well. That is true. <laughs> um, so. More like Brienne. Emma? Oh, oh, I God. love yeah. Brienne. Yeah, Emma, you could be Brienne if you want. Yeah, I'd love paint, to be That'll paint a picture in the listeners' minds. There you go, guys. Show on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm the opposite of Lucy, is I'm dead excited to see all these battle scenes. I can't I'm wait. I'm excited, but I'm like uh, freaking out. I, I'm not freaking out. I'm, I'm oh, just dead excited. It's going to be so good. I can't wait for the culmination of everything. And actually mm. now I've just realised I'm annoyed that I've got to wait a whole month for this to start. I know, but it has crept up quite quickly because we've yeah, been distracted quickly. with other content that we do. But I have that to say true. that talking about battles, it has been officially commented by HBO um, and the overseers at HBO that the, one of the episodes has the longest ever filmed consecutive battle scene in cinema history. Ooh. Cinema? Cinema. Or no, TV. cinema history. So like there's me. been nothing that has rivaled it continuously. I'm not no. that big on extended battle scenes. I'm ha- sure it'll be amazing, but you, you need a bit of... Oh, there will there will be slower moments with the you know like we will get onto the trailer in a minute oh. and talking about some of the scenes in there, Sorry, but there will be characters that are sheltered from the battle. You've got to think about characters like Gilly and her baby. You've got to think about characters Sansa. like Samwell. Samwell using his knowledge in some sort of way. So there will be moments of pause. Sansa as well. She's Sansa, going to be in yep. Winterfell's towers. There's going to be a lot of characters where they have to be restrained from battle. Whereas you've obviously, as you've seen in the trailer, got the characters all uniting to defend Ugh, Winterfell. I love end. it when characters unite. <laughs> Yay! It's very Tolkien-esque, but yeah. that is what, you know, essentially what inspired George to create this series, if not a more sort of realistic series in terms of the way that characters motivate themselves and the fact that they are grey at times, which is, yes, which, is which is fascinating about it. So six episodes, four of which are 80 minutes, longest ever battle scene, I'm absolutely psyched. Buzzing. I'm literally buzzing. I know death. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Home. They're coming. Our enemy doesn't tire. Doesn't stop. Doesn't feel.
let's talk about the most recent trailer the official trailer which was released only a few days ago or you know last week as you're listening to this uh let's run down i thought it'd be fun to get some theories in here early doors so just before we get on to our theory podcast later on in a couple weeks time let's get some crazy theories going on about the trailer let's first of all start off with your thoughts on the trailer what did you think dark dark it's quite hard to see it Not was, even like no, it genuinely was. It was just quite I dark. Even dark as no. it was everything creepy. that was shown seemed to be happening at night. Yes, or in the dark. Well, well um, you know. the night king. There was uh, yeah, the long night. It seemed like Winter Arya was being chased by something blue and glowing, Ooh. which I can only assume. Ooh. Is it an actual white walker? Is it just a white? W I G H T. Very good point. I thought of that. Um, Jamie <laughs> saying he'll fight for the living. So good. Literally. So what? Like, I just couldn't deal with it. As I mentioned, Cersei getting emotional. That was a big deal because, like, she's, she's not emotional. Dragons flying over Winterfell. I'm going to die. Yeah. Just as, like, an I aside. thought the CG was a bit ropey on that, but I think they're still improving it in post. So I think it's not, like, finished yet. A lot of, I think usually the dragons have yeah. been a, not that great. Yeah, but, yeah but, but usually when these trailers are released, they release them with sort of. 75% of the rendering mm. of the graphics done. It was and still impressive. Yeah, it would I just still thought, look good. Fuck me, it's Winterfell. For TV, it's dragons, good. And Daenerys is going to be at Winterfell. I can't deal with it well, again. Well, we've seen that scene already of her mm-hmm. meeting Sansa, uh, which was yeah. released a few few weeks ago, uh, which looks extremely interesting sort I of just... meeting. I don't know what Sansa's thinking, but I think when you see the dragons, you'll be like, yeah, John didn't really have a choice here. Let's be honest. Also, just allow it. Like, what's, like you were married to Ramsay. Like, this nice... Pretty, wasn't really her fault. No, I know, but I mean, like, this pretty blonde woman with her dragons is not going to yeah. be any worse than what you've already endured. To, to, be, well. fair, to be fair, Luce, she weren't really, like, going, oh, can't wait to get a bit of Ramsay tonight. No, but my point is that what? she's gone through worse than having Daenerys and Winterfell. Yeah. She that, can cope. Yeah, that's true. I really love the, well, we had a hilarious moment on uh, Tuesday where John and I and his wife went to watch the trailer and John oh. put it on YouTube it turns out he'd put on the old trailer from two years ago by accident. We got to the end of it. We're like, fucking hell, it's all like old footage. What is this? <laughs> We've seen this. And then it flits out with like 716 coming soon. And we're like, oh, for fuck's 16. sake. This is mental. Um, so then we finally got to watch the actual trailer and I was absolutely buzzing. It's like you get a bit of everything, but not too much. Everything's not much Tyrion. You see his face like one no. time. No. no. Well, he's another one in what battle. What does that mean? Which will have, you know, maybe <laughs> a bit more of a restrained role. I like the fact that we got a bit of everybody, even very minimal, but it was just a tease. We didn't get too much that was going to yeah, get which anything Yeah, understandable. And I really liked it. Some of some of the things that we're probably going to talk about, like, <sighs> yeah. fabulous. It feel, Spectacular. Yeah, it feels to me like the first... This, this trailer really pulls footage from the first two episodes of the season that we're going to get, which is the approach of the White Walkers to Winterfell and Cersei obviously getting the troops and sort of thinking that she's got the upper hand and Jamie going to the north. It feels like this is all... All the footage has been pulled from the first two, two and a half episodes. Yeah, which I, I think is right. And, and, I, and I think that's good because... I, you know, I was happy with them not releasing a trailer at all. I know everyone mm. was clamouring for it, but no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. I know it gets me, it gets me excited, but I, was I like, don't always like the trailers. Like, no, I'm, a, I'm the same because they never really tell you anything, and you just see little bits, and you just it gets you kind of buzzing, but not in the best way. So I actually agree with you with Game of Thrones. The trailers I've sometimes season, been reluctant to watch. With this season, mm. they've been very clever because they had that uh, very specific trailer that was released about a month ago, which was John. Um, 
Arya and Sansa walking through the crypts of Winterfell and then yeah. it turns to ice. That was lovely. And that was excellent because that was specifically shot. It's not going to be a part of the, the season. That isn't a scene that happens. No. It's just a sort of illustrative point of Teaser. what of what they're learning, where they've come from, mm, all of these characters, mm. what they've learned. Could and be how they, foreboding. Could be foreboding. Very much foreboding, especially with who the characters were talking to mm. in the crypts or the characters that we heard Catelyn, we heard Lyanna, we heard Ned. Yeah. You know, these very None important... None of them had good endings. None of them had good endings. And... and I think this is a good way to segue on to one of the main theories um, from the trailer and something that Arya might be running from, which you alluded to, Lucy. So just to say, there's going to be some spoilers here. Well, no, well, they're not spoilers. They're conjecture spoilers. They could we're, be we're, ta- we're talking theories. They're not confirmed there's nothing out there that says it this is just what's going around on reddit what's going around in our minds and from potential book lore and stuff like that so first theory that comes out of that trailer is obviously are oh, you looking extremely scared running from like you said an undead white something had been masked out is what a lot of people were saying and they say that could be a white this chilled me to the bone when i heard this theory and and thinking about it i think it is actually quite poignant and very possible which is the fact that if the Night King descends upon Winterfell and the crypts of Winterfell have been such a central part of a lot of the trailers this year. Like we just said, there was the crypts and the characters talking there. What are the odds of the Night King being able to resurrect members in the crypt and they would wreak havoc from inside Winterfell? I do not like that. I'm talking an undead Ned. I mean, I'm talking... Oh, is I'm, he even there? No, no, but they're just bones now at this point. But what I'm saying is they're just resurrected. Imagine that scene. You've got the loved ones curled up in the crypt at some point during this trailer. You've got like Varys, Gilly, uh, Gilly's baby, other um, Sansa. They're all down in the crypt when the Battle of Winterfell is going on. The idea that he is able to raise the dead from within there is terrifying. It makes sense. It does make sense. Because that's literally what he can do. Like No, he can. 100%. In canon, he it's raises power. the dead. Yeah. But I think, is it a bit... Ooh. Is it a bit much right, you're for him thinking... to raise a dead Ned skeleton? Like, yeah, but you won't know it's Ned. It just would raise from the crypt. So yeah, it's just we, we, the... you will know it's Ned. Because it would raise you can from see his the crypt. Statues. Yeah, it, I mean, for, think about it though. For him to raise all of the Stark ancestors from the dead to torment the current Stark children, harrowing. Fuck me, that is grim. I mean, just be skeletons. That is grim, and imagine. I mean, yeah, but. But we've seen that before with the children in the forest at the, at the giant werewood tree. Take the great werewood. head off again. Oh. Well, what is she he running from? have a head. What is she running from? That is the most I important think thing. It's, I think it is probably a white walker rather than mm. being a Stark. Um, and the interesting thing to note as well is that hopefully by the time of the Battle of Winterfell, um, some weapons will have been forged, some weapons... Of Dragonglass. Uh, We know that John and Danny are travelling over from Dragonstone where they found the cave of Dragonglass. That's called a fuck ton of Dragonglass. A fuck ton of Dragonglass. So they should be making very good weapons. So this battle won't be one-sided like Hard Home. It won't be Mm. one-sided like the wall coming down. It will be an actual fight which has genuine stakes because the allies or whatever we're calling them, have the... I like calling them the Allies. The Allies, so please yeah. continue with it's that. It's related to Second the, World the War. The um, living. Yeah, they've got a good chance. Um, but as we have predicted, then they're going to lose Winterfell. So mm-hmm. happening from within, it, I think, via raised... It's clever. Dead is clever. And I think Very it's something that... Technique. Yeah, and it's something that could definitely work. I mean, look, when Theon took over... Winterfell. Oh fuck yeah! He did it with like what thirty men, yeah, forty men, because he snuck in and he's you know Eddard always said 
like 20,000 men couldn't take Winterfell, but if you were to get a couple in there, they could, they could cause some havoc. Someone, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is something that is, is very, very possible. Let's talk about the Golden Company. Um, we see Euron mm. Greyjoy's ships here in this trailer. And yeah. we know that he was sent out to retrieve the Golden Company, who are a band of swords, the most famous band of mm-hmm. swords, and they operate over in Essos. With the right amount of money from the Iron Bank, which Cersei seems to have, she can recruit said swords, and we see them pictured here on one mm. of Euron's boats. What do we think about the Golden Company? More um, fodder for the White Walkers? I mean, yes. I found... Because I, when I first watched it, I thought, who is that on the boat? That, that's not Euron's um, armour. Mm. Because it's kind of like Jamie, but in different armour. It's like Jamie. Yeah. But I do kind of think in this late in the game, introducing like, like a new character mm. is a little bit mm, risky. I, I no think... one's going to care about them. No. And we, we have The character development in Game of Thrones is one of its major plus points. So yeah. to bring in this golden company when we haven't even got a whole series, really, we've got six episodes. I know they are longer, but still. Yeah. It's still only seven and a half hours. It's really not that long. Seven, yeah. seven and a half. To kind of care i know we don't not meant to care but it kind of is i think it's a signifier of how it's all been rushed to get to the end point oh, so like, let's bring in the golden company like how long have we been talking about the golden company well and as we know in the books the golden company come over a lot sooner than yeah. this i mean they are I mean, over causing havoc we have a fake Aegon. we have a you know we have a fake targaryen potentially yeah. running around not yeah. proven in the books but pretty so much to certain kind of wheel them in in the last few episodes oh how it's going to take, I don't know. Well, but let's it be honest, they're fodder. Well. they're fodder for yeah. the White Walkers, I think. I was going to say, well, let's, let's be frank, they're, they're coming and going, aren't they? Well, they're not going to last long if we're not well, going to hopefully, hopefully. Let's, hopefully. let's put it this way. Uh, a resurrected 10,000 men in armour... Oh, motherfucker. ...is some serious... Serious war, war play for the Night King, Why isn't it? Why do they it? keep resurrecting? It's so stressful. Night King and that... Alluding to the character that you mentioned there, though, Luce, Harry Strickland is, is you know, the leader of the Golden mm. Company in the books. And it, it's alluded here that a lot of people on Reddit, a lot of people are saying that that is him, essentially. He it's will be It's got to be him, because, yes. or his cipher, because who else is it? It's no. not Euron. No, no, it's definitely not Euron. Because it's, the armour is completely, it's not something we've ever seen um, in Game of Thrones. It's not Jamie because he's not there. It's just his hair looked a bit like Jamie's. It did so look it's got to be Jamie-like. either Harry Strickland or whoever they're like amalgamating to be him in the show. I think it would make sense just to have him as Harry Strickland, wouldn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. don't it fuck would. With him. Don't it fuck would. the fans it would. off. Just keep him there. Keep everyone. You know, just introduce him and, and 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 see what happens. Uh, we've also got confirmation in the trailer that Beric and Tormund oh, survived the wall collapse. for this. Some good news at last in this Tormund country. Tormund is my fave. <laughs> I love Tormund. Um, but I love Dondarrion. And is he going to yeah. get a chance to be as badass as he really could be in this season? I hope so. Oh, I don't know. Last season with the yeah. flaming sword and the eye patch, he... He did it for me, but I'm really hoping that he gets his... But he wasn't quite there, was he? He hasn't reached full badass potential, but I'm hoping in this season, this is when he does it. Dying, probably, but he will come in and... Peaked on Darien. The flaming sword. He's on his last life. Let's be honest. If this was a game, Super Mario, he's on his last life. <laughs> no more mushrooms <laughs> no for you, Dondarrion. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he's he's on the cusp, but it's good to know that him and Tormund he's survived. A relief. I assume they did, but it's nice to have to like have confirmation. Yeah, it looks as though in the trailers they are separated from our main group potentially, mm-hmm. which makes sense. They could be getting back, trying to get back to Winterfell to warn. Um, John and everyone about what's going to happen. Let's hope so. Let's bloody hope so. But it's just good to see they're alive. As we have mentioned, the theory 
of the battle for Winterfell is all but confirmed with that final shot of the trailer, which is the dead horse approaching as we see uh, Jorah and we see uh, Grey Worm and we see, you know, the people in the crypts. I really hope either Grey Worm or Missandei dies really soon because I don't want to see any more of their love story. It's not important. Uh, I don't don't care about it. Fair, fair one. I mean, do you know why it's so fair is because, spoiler warning for the books, they're brother and sister... So it's absolutely ludicrous yeah, it's that not, they have this love relationship. It's really annoying and I hate it and it's, I just don't care It's about inserting it. emotion where we just don't need it. Like I like Missande and I like, you know, Grey Worm, but I'm, I'm pretty certain Missande has a sort of relationship with da- Daenerys sexually yeah, at times during, in the books. Mm. You know, Quite a lot. And he does, I'm not saying that if you don't have a penis, you can't Ooh. give pleasure well, we don't sexually. Know. Wait, 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 wait. He's a eunuch, right? So we've always had this discussion. I don't want to really look down there. I don't want to personally know what's going on. I'm pretty sure he hasn't got a penis. Stalking is it, stem. Is it just balls or you're taking a stem it's there? It's everything. It's everything, is it? Stones I and stem. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's That's very, what she says. Like a, like, a Ken, like a Ken doll. It's just gone. Yeah. yeah. And that's why in, yeah. in the last season, he doesn't fuck her. He goes down on her. Brilliant. Fair play to you, I mean, Grey Worm. be a giver, not a taker. But I... <sighs> that is his I sister. Just, I just don't care. I don't want... And I, when they showed that kiss in the trailer, I was like, no one fucking cares. One of you dies, so I don't have to see this. I'm pretty certain that... Oh, it's so hard. But a lot of people are going to die in that battle. And we will talk about it in our theory podcast about who we think is going to go. Um, oh, there's no basis in the books to judge that. this in any way, shape or form. I think everyone's going to fucking die. I mean, a lot of people are going to die. But do you know what's going to really hurt everybody? Is seeing your beloved characters risen from the dead and oh. fighting against your... Other loved characters. It's brutal. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. I mean, it's like zombies, but it's like worse. Pet cemetery. It's gone wrong. You know, pet, you know, follow our Castle Rock well, podcast. Well, it's like but... um, Shaun of the Dead when Shaun's mum becomes a zombie. Yeah, that yeah. is also terrible, but funny in a way. That one. So yeah, that, um, that part's not as funny. Yeah, don't think this is going to be funny. Um, let's talk about John in the crypts with Danny. He looks Ugh. pensive. Like he's just been told he's fucking his aunt. That is 100% uh, what's happened. I think that's definitely what's happened. And she's she's looking at him going, oh, it doesn't matter, we're Targaryens, don't worry about it. It's very cool. good, very does good she point. know that he knows at that point? Oh, does well, she well, know that she knows that he knows that he knows? They don't know <laughs> that we know that they know. That they know. I got the impression that she was all like sexy Targaryen incest. And he was In like, the crypt. Dude, get the fuck away from me. Uh, I think, yeah, for John, the or concept... Auntie, get the fuck the away from The concept of incest for John is very... Um, Delicate. D- well, just completely no, just not do Even it. Even in Hard those days no. when it was quite the rage. No, but it's only the Targaryens. Only the if you think about what it's based on, like the War of the Roses. Good point. There was a lot of not incest, but you know, you're marrying your cousins and stuff, or you're marrying your brother's yeah, cousins is different to aunts and blood relatives. And sisters. No, yes. I know, but I don't think it's like. And if you didn't know about it, just one hundred percent. That's why he's making that face. And I, I think I'm ninety percent sure he must that know. Danny so knows that he knows. How has Bran broken that news? She's your aunt, John. Yeah. Well, I think Samwell will tell. So it's Sam knows. So yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam will tell back. John. Who would you rather hear it from, Bran or Sam? Sam. Because oh, at least creepy. You're doing Bran, northern. Bran's creepy now, and benefit. Yeah. Sam's been getting some. Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, boy, it's okay. I don't know what that was, that accent. Yeah. Okay. He's not Samwise Gamgee. I know. <laughs> oh, that's fucking well, Irish Gamwise. Yeah. Gamwise? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a mixture of Gamgee and Samwise. Okay, Gamwise. Gamwise. Fair play. Uh, but yeah, but... he'll be like Northern and he'll make he'll like crack wise about it. Yeah. yeah. John will feel better. Anyway. And then he'll give him a cuddle and everyone will be all right. Don't cuddle in the crypts. Very inappropriate. <laughs> oh. um, so 
next thing, approaching the dragons, we see a shot of John and Danny approaching the dragons outside Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Is this John's first dragon riding oh, attempt? I don't, we... I don't want to see him riding How's a dragon. How's it going to go? That's cringy for me. I think it's, this this scene to me Ooh. looked like when Superman first learns how to fly. <laughs> like he's going to struggle don't... at first and then Danny's going to be like, you got it, you got it. Give him a boost up. You've got it, nephew sex man. Oh, oh, I don't want to do see that, him on a dragon. Just li- stay on your feet. Get on a well, horse, mate. Anyway, that's just a point I wanted to make. I think that they're going to do the dragon flying scene, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. I thought you um, said dragon fly. I was like, what dragon fly? That's better. That's a dragon new flying. Giant, giant spiders. We haven't seen them yet, have we? Oh, no. The ice spiders. As big as hounds. As big as hounds. We haven't seen what? them. Please do not let them come. Please. I'm not watching that on my own. No, I don't think we're going to see the giant spiders, but they would be fucking cool. White spiders. We're, do we? Are we all pretty much thinking that... Winterfell will fall and the final battle will be at King's Landing. I think it makes sense, doesn't it? Geographically, it it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. And thematically, it makes sense. And through visions that certain characters have had of the throne room Mm. covered in ash or snow, which we're not sure yet. We're not sure yet what that was. It does make sense thematically to finish there. And I also think if you're going to stretch it out for that many episodes and battles, it's got to move its way down... Down the land, hasn't it? Well, I, I just, I just see like the it, final battle, sort of the last stand of of humanity, essentially being mm. at King's Landing, with or without Cersei. Like, I, I think Cersei by that point will be gone, similar to the Mad King. Perhaps a revolution from within will mm. have taken place, Maybe. and the last of but humanity. Everyone's gone to revolt against her. Well, yes. Yes and no. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Golden Company. We'll see what happens with Euron. We'll see what happens with these characters. See what they... happens with Jamie. Yeah, whether he... he's gone north. Well, let us not forget the theory of the younger brother that will kill Valencar. Cersei, the Valonqar, which for show Shonleys will not really understand. But that will be when he returns to defend King's Landing. Potentially so. And it's very interesting and that's why this season has got so much that needs to happen in just six episodes and seven Uh hours. And also don't forget that now it doesn't take a whole season to travel from Winterfell to King's Landing. You can do it in your like... Yeah. Just teleport. Yeah, literally. First season, four episodes. This this season, next season. Same episode, same episode. Same episode, you could be in Winterfell and King's Landing. Gendry can just sprint from the fucking Midlands of the Beyond the Wall to Castle Black. Good point, Best bit of the trailer. Good runner. Gendry and Jorah. Oh yeah, I like that. Oh, I, I was know. like, yes. I was yes, like, they're just showing me all the people I love. Yeah, and we we do die. we do love them all. But that is our introductory thoughts on Game of Thrones season eight on uh, Bastards of Broken Things. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to us. Uh, we're done for this week because we want to keep a lot of the content back. Uh, in the next few weeks uh, building up to the release of season 8 our next few podcasts will be season 7 recap and then a crazy theory podcast uh, before we see the very first episode of uh, season 8 which will feature live reactions from us as we watch whilst watching the show and also a detailed analysis straight after the show with of course theory speculation and book hints we'll have our customary corner as we call them, which will be literary corner or book corner or song of ice and fire corner, law corner. corner. I like that one. Yeah. We haven't actually come up with a definitive, very good name for that yet, but that's, what's going to happen. Um, that's it for this week. So thank you for listening. Please do 
subscribe to this channel as well even if you are part of the fan critical family please do subscribe to this channel it is very much appreciated we're trying to grow this into its own separate entity and please do share with anyone who you think might be interested in game of thrones and let's face it it's arguably the most popular show of all time so you must know someone share it to them that's very good and uh thanks lucy thank you thanks uh emma thank you and uh valor de harris everybody Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.